Okay, welcome back, guys. One more week. Um, I know I've been kind of putting out quite a few podcasts in the last few days, probably the last few week, last week or so. Um, as far as Gun Dog Notebook is concerned, and honestly, it's because I'm I'm wanting to document a lot of these experiences. I'm having like a lot of you know new back to back experiences, or a lot of really good uh, back to back experiences. So today. I wanted to do a little recap on this uh, new shotgun that I just got. It's an over-under 12-gauge TriStar Setter, and Setter ST to be specific. Um, it takes three-inch shells at the max, um, and it's got Turkish walnut and high gloss. I mean, it's a real pretty gun. Very, very, very pretty. And uh, it shoots well. I mean, just to summarize it, I, I just left the, uh, I'm literally leaving the skeet shooting range right now, Tom Lowe, over here in Camp Creek, uh, down here in Atlanta. For those of y'all that, if y'all ever visit Atlanta, you know, visit Tom Lowe, try, uh, trap and skeet range. But I wanted to kind of give a bit of a recap and just let you guys know uh, how it shot. You know, I hear so much about people spending a lot of money on these, you know, uh, really, really expensive shotguns, Berettas, uh, Benelli's, and, you know, even higher, your Purdy's and your Holland Hollands, your uh, American uh, Fox shotguns, and, you know, things like that. And then you have your entry-level shotguns, which is what I have, or I guess what's considered the entry-level shotgun, what I have, which is a TriStar Setter. And TriStar coins itself the value experts. And I personally think that they're right. And that's based off of some of the feedback that I got today as far as shooting. Um, I shot two rounds, 25 each, did, did a, a, two rounds of skeet. That's what I prefer to shoot. Um, trap, I shoot pretty well on trap. And uh, five stand ironically i don't think i shoot very well on five stand hold on y'all okay well that is an ambulance i hope wherever that's going the people are gonna be okay but like i'm saying i don't really shoot well on five stand but i shoot pheasants well which is kind of crazy you would think that those would be linked but anyway um so we talk about these bargain priced uh shotguns and i got this tristar from uh the website cheaper uh cheaper than dirt and i it didn't take much to find it i did a bit of research i will say for anybody that wants to buy a bargain a bargain price shotgun do your research and don't cut corners so i got this gun for after the the firearms handling fee of ten dollars I got this gun for $435. It was realistically $425, I think, listed, which is pretty good. I mean, that's it's brand new. I got five uh, choke tubes, Beretta uh, Benelli mobile style choke tubes, everything from skeet, improved cylinder, modified, and the other two full and all of that stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head. I hope I said that right. But I got five choke tubes um, with a with the key that goes to it to take them in and out. And it's high gloss. I mean, it, it really does look like a 
very, very, very expensive shotgun. It does. Um, the engraving on it is really nice. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely impressed with it and satisfied with my purchase. Um, so as far as shooting though, that was interesting. So of course I got out and I go to Tom Lowe pretty regularly. So um, my buddy up there, Miss Judy, she was just waiting on me to bring my pump out there. Just waiting. And I love my pump to death. Is Remington 870. Is you know, I, I'm not going to shoot any gun I don't hunt with. I don't get trapped guns with this and that and they're or heavier here and that. I don't do all that. What I hunt with is what I shoot clays with. So I've always brought uh, well, as of recent, I've, I've brought pump a pump out there, and before that, I brought this Stoger side by side in 16 gauge, which I like shooting it, but I'm not mad that I don't have it anymore. My pump, I'm not getting rid of, but that's I'm going to use that as my duck gun and this TriStar as uh, my Upland gun. And everybody that saw that gun from you know the the guys up at uh, at Tom Lowe. Everybody was like, yo, that's a nice gun. Just straight up. That was the first initial reaction was, that's a nice gun. No kind of hesitancy to say it either. I mean, as soon as I walked in the door, it was definitely such a surprise. And so I made sure that last night I oiled up the uh, the the action and things like that just to make sure that your gun's working properly um you don't want to put a, a dry gun together you know put a little rim oil on it and, and and keep it moving it takes two seconds to do and uh so that was one thing i kind of noticed the guys up there they were kind of you know screwing around with the action and just kind of giving it some some wiggle room and some give which i appreciate definitely work that lubricant into the action um, I did some last night and I, and we definitely did today. Um, the gun does come kind of tight. It is kind of tight. I'm not going to lie. Um, the action, it shoots very tight, but after putting a few, after a box of shells though, honestly, it felt normal. The action was, was loose enough for me to not have to struggle to get it open, but tight enough for me to feel comfortable that it wasn't going to just fly open um there are no like the the shells don't just pop out they don't eject you do have to take them out manually i don't mind that um just for the 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 ethics of it the ethical part of shooting um i just don't want to be out in the field and my shells just fly out i know some people like that but i want to put my shells back in the pouch so i'm not littering a lot of people, especially at pheasant shoots, I see they just kind of shoot and leave your shells everywhere. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I've just been a freaking angel with it. But I myself try to now be responsible, especially last weekend as a backer. Um, I ended up picking up shells half the time. And so I don't mind, you know, some people like the ejectors and that's cool. I don't mind taking my shells out manually. So that's one thing that's not going to come with that gun because, I mean, it's just not. So don't expect it. <laughs> to say the least, just don't expect it. Um, one other thing that I really liked 
about this gun was the, uh, you know, how it felt in my hand. This gun felt really comfortable in my hand. Um, it's the, the, the stock, the grip, uh, the checkering works. Um, I felt like I had something in my hand. Sometimes I get, you know, long guns that the stock just feels too narrow. And I can even say on my 870, the stock, because I'm just used to shooting it at this point, but the stock does feel a little narrow compared to this TriStar. I've got long fingers. I, I would say I have not like large bulky hands, but I have some pretty large hands as far as lengthwise. So I felt like I was getting something that I could wrap my hands around comfortably. Um, I do not feel like I have to raise the comb on it, get a comb raising kit. I had to do that on my 870. Um, and it probably wouldn't hurt to do so. But if I'm being honest, I like shooting my guns naked if I can. And I I don't think that I'm going to have to put a comb raising kit on it. But maybe I will later. Who knows? If I do, I'll get the uh, Beartooth products one that's on my 870. Uh, I'll just get another one. They're not very expensive, probably $20, $30 max. Um, and I put, I what I do is actually tape the comb, the little foam part, I tape it down and then put the sleeve on it because sometimes it shifts and adjusts and I'm, I'm a bit OCD about my presentation in guns and I kind of want that to be there. So outside of that, just the, the feel of the gun in my hand felt comfortable. Um, the, the red fiber optic optic sight at the front of the, uh, front of the muscle muzzle on the gun. That was cool with shotgun shooting. I mean, it, I probably noticed it the first time, but after I, you know, I, I probably noticed it the first time I shot it, maybe even the first box, just cause I'm, I wasn't necessarily used to shooting that gun but realistically it it's not something that bothered me that much um i didn't really notice it and uh i mean i i, I mean you with, with shotgun shooting you're doing more pointing and you're not really aiming so the fiber optic sight didn't really register for me after the the, the first box um so that was you know, that was pretty much my thoughts on the actual look and feel of the gun. Um, outside of that, I want to get on to how it actually shot. Give me one second, guys. All right. Sorry, guys, I'm back. I uh, had to pick up my beer on the way back. I'm not too far from my house. So once I get there, I'll crack open this... Uh, Good old craft brew tonight. We will be drinking on Terrapin Hopsecutioner from the good old Athens, Georgia here. One of my uh, select, if I just had to have a, a, a good beer on the fly. But um, yeah, so back to the, the look and feel of the gun. I want uh, I wanted to get something else that was also very traditional. Um, I'm an artist. I, I like nice things and something about the allure of, of upland shooting and just the culture and tradition of it really does it for me. 
Um, it's not about, you know, it, so, I think sometimes it comes off kind of classist and elitist and things like that. And that is absolutely not what it's about. Um, cause you know, sometimes you see these guys and they got to have these really, really nice side by sides or really, really nice over unders and, uh, some shooting clubs, you can't come this place without a double barrel gun. And, you know, you see all of these guys, at least in my experience, I've seen a lot of guys with, uh, you know, these really, really nice dogs and, you know, these really expensive over unders. And I always wondered like, dang, like, how can I do that and not break the bank? Because I realistically, I've only been hunting two and a half years. And of course, I'm definitely jumping in uh, head first. But I want to do it uh, wisely. I've made a lot of mistakes as far as gun purchases. Re uh, not recently, but over the last couple of years that I that I started this process and made a lot of mistakes with dogs, too. I made a lot of those, too. And unfortunately it, it it happens i hate to say that i learned from trial and error but that's kind of what it was um i'm good now i, I have my focus and I, I i have my own way of doing things even as far as training and as, as far as shooting so now i always wanted to have a double gun that would you know kind of put me in, in the big in the league with the big dogs and I feel like I got one. If I wanted to go, you know, hunt in other countries or things like that, I'm going to take this over under with me and I'll take my pump too, but I'll take this over under with me. And I know it's not going to be a problem. Um, it's only, you know, you only got two shells. If I wanted to go, most people don't have a problem with a double gun. Most people just don't because of hell, the presentation. Um, if I wanted to go to other states or anything like that, I don't think I'm going to have a whole lot of hiccup. And that's that's also something I wanted to be considerate of, you know, with these guns this time, you know, I wanted something nice that I'm going to be able to keep up with and pass down to, you know, my people, my kids or grandkids or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm going to shoot this gun for a good long time. But if you know, if it comes down to it, it'll be something that I can keep in my family. And that was also a comment that I got from one of the guys at a Stoddard's uh, gun store, firearm store and shooting range when I went to go pick up the gun because I ordered it online. One of the guys was like, wow, like that's something that you can keep. That's an heirloom piece. And I appreciate that. And just the culture of upland shooting, I just find it really appealing to have a double gun. When I did my research for this uh, over under, I was going back and forth. I was like, should I get a, a semi-automatic shotgun or do I want a double gun? Do I want another pump? I was I was going back, but I always had this yearning to have a double gun. And then it went from having a side by side to an over under. And I've had a side-by-side -side before. It was a Stoger Uplander and 16-gauge. And that was cool. I knocked quite a few birds down with that gun and did it well. Um, didn't take me very long to shoot. Um, the gun that I, both guns, that one and this uh, this TriStar were 28-inch barrels. And I, 
that's my choice barrel to shoot. I, I like that, that size. So, you know, all of these things being considered me personally, it makes me feel like I'm in the game now. Not that I wasn't before, but just to be a little vain, a little shallow. Um, I got a damn good dog from damn good stock. And now I feel like I have a damn good gun that I can shoot damn well. So that's something that makes me feel comfortable. And in this culture, I'm trying to find out what my definition of, you know, wing shooting and things like that. I'm trying to find my own definitions for it. And this is definitely a way for me to start that process. So, and we're back home too. So that's definitely a way for me to start that process and, you know, really just get a good look and feel for what I'm doing. It's just, it's always captivated me, the, the culture of upland shooting. And, you know, I got my waterfowl and, and that's between the two. I feel like waterfowl is like, it's something I'm going to do. I feel like I almost need to do it. And upland, to me, upland hunting is just, it's like, it's a little more finesse to it. It's a little more uh, pizzazz, a little more style to it. And I'm in the process of trying to, you know, understand and, and determine what my aesthetic for upland hunting is. And I think that's okay. Uh, we, I think we should all do it. And so going back to the over under thing, that's what captivated me. I didn't want another side by side cause I just wanted something different and something that I was going to be able to use and work. Um, and I, I keep hearing that sometimes side by sides are a little more finicky than over unders. I don't know how true that is, but I have heard that before. So there were a lot of variables that went, you know, into this, into this purchase, you know, decision. And something that's also very important to me is that, you know, I'm from Georgia and there's a whole Southern culture about quail hunting that, that, you know, that captivates me. It really does captivate me. So I wanted to make sure I maintain that tradition as well. So having a pump and having a, um, an over under, you know, I feel like I'm good. I, I haven't, I had, I, you know, I haven't quite committed to the semi-auto yet. I just haven't, but I'm the same person that buys revolvers. I haven't bought a semi-automatic pistol either. I carry a, a, a uh, Ruger LCRX three and a half inch barrel, uh, revolver. And that's the only handgun I've ever owned. So maybe I'm a bit of a, I'm, I'm a bit captivated by the tradition of things. I'm a traditionalist. So, you know, in addition to, in addition to that, I also want to talk about how the gun shot. I know, you know, most people been waiting on me to get to that point and that's fine, but I got to tell y'all all the details about how pretty I think my gun is. But as far as how the gun shot, I liked it. Now, uh, there is a bit of punch to it, but you're also shooting a 12 gauge 
It doesn't feel like my my uh, pump, though. It just doesn't. I, In my opinion, this over under feels better shooting than my pump does. And I can I can knock hell out of birds with with my pump. Um, again, tooting my own horn is my podcast. I can shoot well. So if you hunt with me, expect to hit birds. But, um, you know, it, it's just I gotten very, very comfortable shooting that pump. So when it came down to this over under, it did have a little bit of punch to it. But once I got used to it, the transition was easy. It's like, I mean, very, very easy, not hard to get adjusted to. Um, what I am trying to get used to is the sight picture because again, I don't, my, my eye is a little lower than what my pump is. I don't feel like I need to adjust anything. And if I do, I, I'm kind of reluctant to, I kind of want to just live with the gun right now, but at the same time, not just off natural, um, ability to shoot the gun it you know i i shot well um especially trying to get the transition my biggest thing at first was trying to figure out or not trying to figure out trying to prevent myself from racking the gun which is natural because i'm so used to racking a pump but once i kind of got over that um that was the first round I shot nine out of 25, which is nowhere near my best, but getting used to a, a, a gun at first, I think that was okay. The second round, I uh, I shot 11 out of 25, which again, is not, I'm not bragging on that or anything, but uh, uh, I'm not bragging on that or anything, but um, yeah, it was cool. I, I got no problems with that. And one thing that I noticed about this over under, and maybe it's because again, I've got to learn it and get used to it. It's just like, you know, learning how to dance with, with, with somebody, uh, you got to get used to their footsteps Well, with this gun. I have to lead a little bit more, uh, as far as the targets, but they were clean. Every, most of the targets that I hit were clean shots. Um, you do have to lead a little bit more. What I like with this gun is I can dance with it. I can kind of over-exaggerate my lead a, a bit and kind of have some fun. And that over-exaggeration of lead, um, as I always say, miss ahead of the bird um, or the clay target. I always try to miss ahead. Well, with this gun, and it might just be how fascinated I'm, I am with it, I feel like I can dance with it a bit. So it's going to take some time to get used to shooting it just because it's brand new. I mean, these are the this is the first 50... Uh, 50 shells I done put through this gun today, but, uh, it's, it's cool. I would, I would recommend anybody that's interested in the gun. I would recommend anybody that's interested in a, in a gun at a price that won't break the bank under a thousand dollars, hell under $500. I would recommend a TriStar Setter, uh, ST. It's good. It's, it's clearly reliable. Um, not a lot of malfunctions. It feels good in your hand. There's a bit of a punch on the kick, but you know, who knows? Maybe if I switch to the Fiocchi ammunition that I like, though it is a little bit more expensive, um, I'm sure that'll shoot a lot better. I mean, I was shooting uh, Winchester. I think that's Winchester Super X. Uh, 
12 gauge loads, one ounce, two and three quarter shells. So, I mean, it was cool. It's about what I normally shoot anyway. Um, normally, I shoot the federal uh, federal rounds that you can get from Walmart, get a box of 100 for like $21. And then when, when I'm really feeling myself, uh, you know, I'll shoot I'll shoot the Fiocchis. I will likely shoot Fiocchis out of here um, just because they're better quality shells and you get what you pay for as far as shells go. But um, I also may even think about shooting RSTs out of here, you know, the lighter loads. So I still want to play around a bit more, but the first 50 round, I mean, the first 50 shells and, you know, I mean, I, I didn't really have any, any problems. The gun felt good. I'm convinced that I got a good purchase. You know, so I, I would be the one to say also that you don't have to go. You clearly don't have to go and break the bank over uh, guns. Just don't cut corners, man. I, I've been the one that messed around and tried to get a, you know, a, a brand new shotgun out of the pawn shop, which was my, my pump 870. Um, it's a super mag and I feel like I got a good deal. I love that gun. But. This one, I just wanted something that was authentically mine that, you know, I wanted a gun that I was going to keep around. It's pretty and I'm going to be the first shooter, you know, minus the testers and stuff like that. I wanted a gun that I was going to be the first shooter and I feel like I got it. You know, no, it's not a Beretta or, you know, which is honestly the next side by side or over under that I would like to have. But I want to spend a a, a, a good, a, a nice little pretty penny on that because I feel like you should. But I don't think it's wise to go out and spend thousands of dollars on your first um, double gun and you don't know how to shoot or you don't know how to shoot it. And you mess around and waste your money. I mean, you know, a $3,000 shotgun will shoot the same as a $300 shotgun clays don't break themselves and the gun don't break clays proper shooting techniques and knowing your gun breaks clays and hits birds so you know that's just something to think about um i i've just i really want to be strategic about the next the next few purchases i buy because again just like just like dogs i mean what you get or what you what you what you get is what you get. The money you put into something, generally not all the time, but a lot of the times the money you put into something is going to reflect the outcomes. This one, I don't think $435 was a bad price to pay for this gun and I feel like I got a hell of a deal. Now, I'm sure that and I've never shot a, a Purdy or a Holland Holland um, as much as I would love to. Much as I would love to. Crap, my beer just spilled. Um, it definitely just foamed up and shot out over the top. That sucks. But um, that's why I'm recording this in my truck. Just kind of sit out here and I don't know. I like recording sidebar, guys. I like recording podcasts in my truck. Um, that's kind of how I started. And for some odd reason, I just really like doing it. So 
if the audio quality is is affected because of that i do apologize but it's something about recording these podcasts in my truck either after the hunt or after the shoot but back to what i was saying you know you you're gonna get what you pay for and ownership of your ownership of your you know firearms and things like that is definitely something that matters just having an ownership mentality and sometimes i think you know just because a gun has a lot of history behind it and there's that there again is the nostalgia of or the allure of ooh what you know what 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 was going on with this gun before i got it you know that especially if it's like a you know like a quality hunting firearm um there is an allure to that and i and i I appreciate that argument too, but today I felt good. I mean, long and short today, I feel like I have something of my own and that means more to me than trying to figure out the histories of, you know, whatever gun that I purchased, like, you know, my super mag, that's my duck gun and it's a damn good gun It's reliable that shit don't really mess up on me very often. It might have, I might have, is might have gotten stuck racking it once or twice, but it, I mean, it works. And that's what I think, <coughs> I think that's what, <coughs> that's what we're looking for. <coughs> Excuse me. That's what we're looking for. So, you have to be mindful of those things. And, you know, a shotgun is your personality. That's you. That's your other arm. That's your other arm. And you have to take pride in what it is that you're doing. Because if you don't, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, who cares? Hang on one second. I got to send this text message off. Okay. So, yeah, I'm actually about to be on another podcast, um, a comics podcast. So, I had to send that text out because this might run over a little bit. But, just that TriStar made me feel good. There's a lot of good things going on just in my own hunting experience and the second season of my hunt and I, I feel like if I if I haven't quite figured it out I'm damn sure on the way to doing it you can't beat that hunting is something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life and hopefully my kids pick it up too um, having dogs I'm going to do that for the rest of my life and you know shooting I'm going to do that for as long as I can you know possibly do so hopefully the rest of my life and I need something that I'm going to have that long or maybe a couple of things or a few things that I'm going to have that long. So though, I mean, anybody that's looking for a quality double gun 
I would say get a TriStar. Um, you know, I don't necessarily, it's Turkish. Um, the company is, is from what I understand, a family owned company, um, which, you know, that, that resonates with me because I would like the things that I do to represent some of the ideals that I have. And, and family is definitely something that's big for me. So a family owned company, like a lot of the other products that I buy, they're family owned too, or family started or family run, however you want to do it. But that means a lot to me. So I know I got something that has been dealt with, with some care. Um, I would argue that this TriStar would shoot comparable to a higher priced gun, maybe a Beretta or something like that. And again, from somebody that has never shot a gun like that, uh, uh, one of those, you know, fine guns as, as they call them, I've never shot one, but based on, I've read about them and, and people's experiences with them, uh, you know, I, my experience with this TriStar wasn't very, very different. And I've had some guns that I just did not shoot well or didn't feel comfortable with. You know, all of those factors come into play. All of those factors come into play. But because at the end of the day, if you don't like the gun that you have, you're not going to shoot it. You know, my my experience, I, I the only 20 gauge I've ever had, it was a single shot. 20 gauge I found it at a pawn shop and it was nice the 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 gauge the 20 gauge is a nice round to shoot but it wasn't me it didn't feel like me and that had that that matters even with the dog the dog that you get for hunting it's got to feel like you, you know, it, I, I thought I wanted to do this, thought I wanted to do that, thought I wanted to get different, you know, a breed here, thought I wanted to get a breed there, but I'm honestly satisfied with my Labrador. I have zero complaints. I mean, I, and, and by complaints, like I can't necessarily say anything negative about a Labrador. I'm sure people that have German short hairs and, Drots and some of these exotic breeds probably feel the same way, maybe so. But the way I am about my dogs has to be the way I am about my guns too. And it's TriStar again. I don't have any problem. I don't have any problems with that purchase. You know, so just maybe that was a good analogy or maybe or comparison. Like the way that you buy dogs is should be the way that you buy guns you know, or vice versa. You know, what is the utility? What's the purpose? Um, you know, and I guess, you know, I'm going to kind of branch off a little bit and go into this whole gun debate that has been coming up since the Florida shooting. Um, and I'm so sorry that happened like to the high schoolers I teach high school so I couldn't imagine uh you know something that traumatic and tragic happening um you know at 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 my school you know I'm a high school art teacher and seeing as much as my kids 
love coming to my class. Like I, uh, I, I don't, I would never want them to come to school that traumatized and scared. Like they come excited, but anywho, like I said, going off on a tangent, sorry, y'all blame the beer. But as far as like this whole firearms debate and this AR 15 thing, like I think it all sums up to accessibility and need. I just really think that having a firearm, like these are tools, man. They can be really nice tools. They can be really shitty tools or they can just be a tool and you don't really think twice about it. But it shouldn't be something that, I mean, though they can inflict damage on people, like it should be considered, you should think about what you're, what you're using them for is what I'm saying. I didn't know how to articulate that, but you should really think about what, a a gun is as far as functionality to me a gun is no different than a native american's bow and arrow you know um it's just another means of harvesting game and if you do it right it can be a very fair and ethical way of harvesting game and a safe way to teach your to protect your family Um, a very efficient way of protecting your family, but also a very, very safe way to, uh, you know, introduce children to firearms as far as hunting. If you know what you're doing, if you know what you're buying. It's so funny, the perception on firearms is just oftentimes very negative here. But I always want to, you know, inform people like some people just really have firearms just because they're things that we can enjoy. Yeah. I.e. sporting clays or things like that. They're things that protect the house. Yeah. But again, they're also tools that you can harvest game with. You know, they're tools. So. Why not? You know, enjoy those tools, but take pride in the tools that you have and don't screw it up for everybody else that like me, that really just enjoys having a shotgun. To be totally honest, I don't even have a rifle anymore. Uh, I used to have a 30-30 Marlin um, rifle. Lever action, cowboy style, real pretty. And... You know, it was cool, like, it was nice, but I never shot it once. I mean, as far as, like, taking a deer. Because I went, I took it deer hunting once, and maybe if I had to put more time into deer hunting, that narrative would be different. But I ended up selling it to get my dog. That meant more for, you know, for me, because that tool... I didn't necessarily need at the time hunting over a dog and a shotgun to me meant more. I already had a shotgun. So then it was just about getting a, a proper dog. So, you know, it's just these things you kind of have to think about, man. Like you really got to think about what these tools are for. 
a shotgun means more to me right now than having a rifle because I do more with it. I just do more with it. There's no problem with rifles and things like that. And depending on the type of rifle, even semi-automatic, I can justify the use for those. But I don't think we are thinking about guns as tools for sustainability. And it's just so interesting to me. It's so interesting to me how something that can be very creative, very artistic, you know, an expression of somebody's personality can be taken and misunderstood. So that's kind of why I keep my interest on shotguns to make sure that now at this point I'm doing something that is, you know, I'm not making an ignorant purchase, but also I'm getting something, a tool that reflects who I am or at least who I am right now in the moment. So, you know, I think that's also another reason why I'm, you know, I'm so captivated by the idea of, uh, like fine guns. Like I read Covey magazine, all the, or Covey rise, not Covey magazine, Covey rise magazine. And, um, like, it's cool. The The magazine is very well done. It's very artistic, very creative, very well done. And the lifestyle, culture, and tradition of shotguns over dogs is so very well articulated. You know, it that I think that was another allure, another thing that captured me, you know, into double guns like this. So, you know, long and short, man, I say all that to say, if you are interested in that, the, the, the tradition and culture and the artistic, uh, expression that comes with having a double gun over under side by side, you pick your swag, it don't matter. But if you're, you know, open to it let it be a thing that you can use to express yourself and express you know and appreciate i guess not express appreciate the uh the tradition of it you know at one point in time there were no you know semi-automatics and things like that in the house i inherited my granddad's uh, stepdad's shotgun. It's a 410 single shot. It's an Excel, a barrel, about 20. Shit, it's short. I got to measure it, but it's short. Way shorter than my, or probably a few inches shorter than my 20, my 28 uh, inch barrels that I use now. But to be totally honest, like that gun ain't worth a whole lot as far as monetarily monetary value, but there's something about the history behind that gun. Like next year, that gun will be a hundred years old. The gun was made in 1919. I looked up the serial number and this and that information on it. It took some digging, 
but the gun is made by Excel. It's about to be a hundred years old and it's not really worth a lot, but there is a timeless nature about that gun. And I got it. Hey, I can't remember what birthday it was, but my granddad, it might've been for my 25th birthday. It might've been, but my granddad, I was so fascinated with it sitting in the corner and it was dusty. It was sitting in his office corner and I was so fascinated with just that quiet little gun over there, that 410. I didn't even know what a 410 was. I thought it was like a 22, man. Like, I didn't know what that was. A few years ago. And so, you know, my granddad taught me and my brother how to shoot. He was a postal inspector. So, you know, I was just fascinated by this little shotgun. And he'd always had it there in the corner since I was little. So I started asking him about it. And one day I just asked him if I can get it fixed to shoot it. And he told me, he was like, well, that's a few years ago. He's like, well, you get it fixed, you can have it. I said, okay. I don't. It, it, it's funny because I think he don't think I, I was actually going to go get it fixed, but I ended up going to this gunsmith out in Fayetteville. And, you know, I just so happened to meet him through a dude at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. He's a gunsmith, he's a cop, and uh really cool dude, actually. I don't remember his name. Um, I may still have his number somewhere, but I don't really remember his name, but we, uh, I, I ended up linking up with him and he fixed my shotgun for $80, that little 410 brought it back, shot it, fixed the repair. The inside was corroded to shreds. So he basically fixed up the whole action of the gun you know it's kind of rusty it's old it's young you know and it and that that made me wonder like what did my great grand my granddad's stepdad my great granddad i guess you would call it uh what would that gun have been used for at the time especially because i'm black my family black back then you know, depending on when it was, it might not have been okay for black folk to even have guns back then. So things like that make me wonder what the narrative is. So I want to have that same narrative for my shotgun. You know, my, my folks behind me pick it up and they be like, you know, what, what did granddad or great granddad shoot with this gun? We knew we hunted, but what all birds did he shoot with his gun, you know, or what all anything. And I think that's an interesting thing that comes with any gun, but especially my fascination with shotguns. So any, anyway, guys, um, that got a little long, I guess. I, I didn't know a review was going to get that long, but I definitely say I'm happy with my purchase being two boxes in uh no problems whatsoever with the shooting 
It's very pretty. It's a very nice looking gun. Um, it's a very well made gun. And, uh, you know, enjoy shooting it, man. It's a good price. And, um, yeah, yeah, do that. Go get yourself a TriStar, man. Like, and then it's three stars. Hell, I got a tattoo with three stars on it. Number three means something to me. So, yeah, man, go get you a TriStar. Seriously, do that. All right, guys, um, I will catch y'all on the flip side. I appreciate you once again for listening. Um, this is always fun for me. This is definitely a new venture, this whole podcasting thing. Um, but, you know, I'm just putting my thoughts out there, man. Like, let me know how much y'all like this thing. Uh, you know, let me know how much y'all like this and what all I can do. And, you know, let's keep this thing on on moving. So, that'd be it. It's the end of the Gundog Notebook podcast. Um, you know, if y'all are feeling it, please email me. And uh, my email is hold on I'm trying to get some stuff out guys my email is the gundog notebook podcast gmail.com um, if y'all are on iTunes please rate and review and you're on SoundCloud like and subscribe rate and review do everything you gotta do That's all I uh, really wanted to talk about today. I just appreciate how y'all are. God, man, I'm sorry. I'm going on. This has always been fun for me. So, you know, as far as podcasting, I appreciate y'all. And we'll, uh, we'll have to do this again. This has been amazing.